Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! It's your man, Matt Scaletti, back to you. So glad you stopped by again for the podcast. Today, we're talking about listening to your body. This is kind of an additional episode from last week's episode of Embracing the Suck. If you didn't listen to it, I was talking about the marathon, Marine Corps marathon that I ran in November of 2019. Long story short, I turned my ankle on mile six, I pulled my hamstring on mile 17, and I got shin splints on mile 18, and I embraced the suck and still ran the marathon in four hours. So I was really happy about that. But then towards the end of the episode, I was talking about recovery and how important that was, especially given some of the minor injuries or minor things that happened to me during that marathon. So today, what I want to do is, because I am a recovery-aholic, <laughs> I try to do my best to take care of my body, especially after a marathon or even a longer distance run, because I know the only place I have to live is in my body, and I wanna take care of the body as long as I can. So we're gonna talk about recovery today and listening to your body, and really recovering from anything. You don't have to run a marathon to think about recovering. If it's a if you're working out on a regular basis, there should be some level of recovery before you go into the next workout day. So even if I don't want to say even if like I'm downplaying it, but let's say you work out for 45 minutes and you do half the time you're on the elliptical and the other half you're lifting weights or doing resistance bands or TRX bands or something else that still needs, you need to recover from that. And I wanna pinpoint some of the ways that you can recover from any exercise. It doesn't necessarily have to be a long endurance race like a marathon. Now, before I get started with that, I wanna, and I'm actually gonna give you five keys, five tips, let's say, five ideas that you can use for recovery from any sort of physical fitness activity you're doing. I want to take you back though to when I was 25 years old because I ran my first half marathon when I was 25 years old. To give you an idea, I'm 36 years old right now. 25 years old, running my first half marathon. I trained how I was told to train, you know, slowly increase the distance of the running, and I was doing my longer runs on the weekends. I thought at the time that I was doing the proper training to get myself prepared for this half marathon. I'll go into why I was not. The bottom line is it took me three months to fully recover from my first half marathon. And I was 25 years old, so I'm young. I mean, that should not have taken three months for me to recover. And the reason it took me that long was because I did every mistake I could have possibly done, including probably the one of the biggest ones was drinking alcohol often after 
that half marathon. I beg you not to do that. Learn from my mistakes because I've made plenty of them. And that's my goal for today. You learning from my mistakes that I've done on some of these endurance races in the past. Now I'm 36 years old. I ran four marathons in 2019 and I felt 100% within weeks of the final marathon, which was the Marine Corps Marathon. Even after turning my ankle, I mean, within a month for sure, I was back feeling 100%, no doubt, even after pulling a hamstring, turning an ankle, and having shin splints. And I'm 11 years older than I was when I struggled to recover from the half marathon when I was 25 years old. Why is that? How the heck could somebody 11 years older recover quicker when I'm doing almost eight times as much physical activity and I will tell you we will go through the keys to recovering keys is you're so 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 big and I'll tell you the other thing not only did it take me three months to recover from that half marathon over a decade ago but I've done many tough mutters in my life they're obstacle course races they're 10 to 13 miles long I love them I'm obsessed with them I love obstacle course races in general the first few that I did though, I could not walk for a week afterwards. And when I say I couldn't walk, I was getting around, but I mean I was really, really moving slow and in a lot of pain. And what I didn't realize at the time was it was because I didn't do the proper recovery after these Tough mutter events ended. So let's jump right into it. I'm going to give you five ideas, five takeaways that you can use to help you recover from any sort of physical activity. We're gonna jump right into it. The number one thing, and I, I, they're in random order, but I do believe this one is one of the biggest ones. Avoid alcohol the night after an event. I gotta be completely honest, you know I'm always honest. These races, and God bless them because I really enjoy a lot of these endurance races, the ones that offer you a beer at right at the end after you cross the finish line, I get the whole celebrate thing. I'm all for celebrating. I think celebrating even small wins is a big way to keep yourself motivated to continuously keep moving forward. I'm all for celebrating. But celebrating with something that's going to dehydrate you and make you sore for a longer period of time, that's a that's a fun thing in the moment and then bites you in the ass a few days later so be very careful with that and I would even take it to a further extent of avoid drinking alcohol the night before an event as well for the same reason that alcohol is going to dehydrate you and what it should do is increase your soreness of your muscles and I say this and I say it with such authority and enthusiasm because I've done it I've made this mistake more than once I know what it's like to drink alcohol the night, you know, yay, we celebrated and everything. But I'm gonna tell you right now, it was not worth one night of celebration for, I mean, literally over a month of pain and soreness. And it took multiple months before I got myself back to 100%. And what I don't wanna, ha- here's what I wanna avoid. I-, I always push, you know, pushing yourself and taking it to the next level. And I don't want you listening to this, whoever it is, to go out there and do it and then be so mad either with me or yourself because you're sore for two months. And I don't want you to have your first 
5K, 10K, half marathon to be a bad experience afterwards because then you'll be demotivated and you won't want to do another event. So I want to talk about these keys so that doesn't happen and you recover in a healthy, quick way and then you can get back on your feet literally and go do another endurance race or fitness activity, whatever you want to do. So number one, the number one key, the number one tip to recovery and avoiding soreness is avoid drinking alcohol and instead focus on drinking a ton of water. Focus on drinking a ton of water shortly after the event. Focus on drinking a ton of water or Gatorade, something with electrolytes as well later on that night and even the days ahead. You want to keep yourself hydrated. Definitely want to keep yourself hydrated. That is the ultimate key to recovery. That's one of the ultimate keys to recovery is staying hydrated. Even if you drank water during the event, which hopefully you did, especially if it's a longer event, that's great. You want to do that and kudos to you. Just don't forget to keep drinking water after the event is over. Hydration, hydration, hydration. Boom. Stay hydrated before, during, and after any activity that you do. And just to make sure I'm making myself clear on this. I do all of these after every event, whether it's a Spartan race, Tough Mudder, full marathon, ultra marathon, whatever. I'm doing these five every time because I know in the last few years, they've worked very, very well for me. Number one, number one tip, stay hydrated. Number two, don't just sit around. And I often feel bad for people when I'm finished with a marathon and I see them sitting down on the side of the road or whatever, and then you watch them get up and it's so painful when they try to get up. And the reason is because they sat down and their muscles think, oh, well, I'm done for the day. Let's start locking up. And I know this pain because one mistake I made after an event, I'll never forget this, was I did sit down right after. I didn't sit on the ground, but I sat in a chair. I sat down right after, and I didn't move for at least an hour and a half. And let me tell you, when I went to stand up, I can still feel the pain in my legs and my butt and my calves and everything was hurting. So I know to avoid that mistake of just sitting around after any sort of event. Stretching after an event is extremely helpful to recovery. And actually, without getting too scientific, um, you can look in this in, in more detail if you want. But it actually helps reduce the lactic acid that builds up in us. And during strenuous exercise, our bodies build up lactic acid. But stretching is one way to help reduce this and is helpful also for reducing soreness in the body. And... I would also say that before and after any physical activity, stretching is good. You, there are many different studies that I've seen that you've probably seen regarding stretching and which way is good, which way is not so good. I don't think I've come across any article that says stretching after a any sort of exercise is bad. I mean, as long as you're doing, you know, not overly crazy stretches or something, if you're doing the quote unquote normal stretching after any physical fitness activity, I would, I would think you cannot do damage to yourself and you're only going to help yourself out. So make sure you're stretching. I like to do a dynamic, a more dynamic stretching before 
some of these events, especially during before a workout, a regular workout. But then I do a lot of static and some dynamic stuff after the event is over. But continuously keep stretching, keep that blood flow moving through your system and don't allow yourself to lock up by sitting down for 30, 60, 90 minutes after an event. And a few friends and I, I kind of got in this little running group of amazing people and what we've been doing after marathons is riding the stationary bike the day after the marathon or an elliptical the day after a marathon just so our bodies don't stiffen up. And to be honest with you, sometimes getting to the gym or getting to the stationary bike or elliptical can be difficult because you are sore. But what I've noticed is I've run, I've ran a marathon without riding the bike the day after and I've now done three marathons um, and ridden the bike the day after the marathon. And what I can tell you is in my experience, the three marathons that I rode the bike the day after the marathon, I've recovered quicker than I did during my first marathon where I didn't do anything the next day after the marathon. So there's an idea, keep your body moving, make sure you're stretching it out after any physical activity, it will help with your recovery. Number one is hydration. Number two is don't just sit around, stretch it out. Number three, which is one that I actually enjoy doing almost on a daily basis, and that is ice baths or icing your legs. I often talk about taking cold showers. I love doing that and turning the water on ice cold. I embrace the suck. It's something I learned from Navy SEALs, and it's been a blessing in my life, even though it's very difficult every time I do it. But ice baths or icing your legs have really been helpful for me and a lot of my running buddies after any sort of event, 5K, 10K, half marathon, Ironman, full marathon, whatever. I love taking an ice bath after any long run or any marathon and I will legit come home and hop right into the ice bath within 10, 15 minutes of getting home. It really has been helpful to me and also there are some articles you can check it out that show that it can help reduce inflammation and help with your blood flow. So anything that talks about reducing inflammation to me is my ears perk up and my eyes get wide. I wanna be involved in something that helps reduce inflammation. And from what I've seen in my own body, people that I've coached in our running group, it sounds like icing your legs on and off or taking at least one or two ice baths ice baths after physical activity can be very, very helpful to you. And different studies say different things, but what I've experienced in recovery, when I've done recovery with or without an ice bath, what I've noticed is the times I've recovered with an ice bath, I have recovered quicker. So I can only do, I mean, you can read anything you want. I like to read, I like to learn, but until I take action on it myself, I will not give you the information. That, that's I can almost hold that 100% of the time because if I haven't tried it, I don't feel I know it well enough to share it with somebody else, especially you listening to this podcast. So the times I've done an endurance race and done an ice bath shortly thereafter, I've recovered quicker than events that I have not done an ice bath. And when I say ice bath, by the way, all I do is and there's different variations of this. I think as long as the water's cold, you're okay. I don't want anybody doing anything crazy and like freezing their butt off for an hour in an ice bath. Please be safe and be careful with this. But what I do is I fill up the bathtub 
and with cold water and I throw a bunch of ice cubes in it and then I basically submerge from my waist down into the bath and I will sit there for a minimum of 20 minutes. I won't do more than 25, so it's typically between 20 and 25 minutes and then I get out and stretch it out and then I typically elevate my legs and ice my knees and my ankles thereafter. So icing the knees and ankles or wherever your soreness is, 20 minutes on, 20 minutes off. I typically do it two to three times in a given night after any run longer than eight or nine miles. That's typically my rule of thumb. If I go more than 10, 10 or more, I will definitely do it. Even in the seven, eight, nine range, I typically like to ice down my legs afterwards two or three times the night after, uh, I should say the night of the, when I did the run. So if I run in the afternoon, shortly after, I'll be on the couch, I'll be icing. And then once I'm done icing, you get up and you stretch and you kind of add all these recovery things together and it can be very, 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 very effective for you. I do believe that the ice idea helps with the inflammation because I know how my body has reacted to it. For me, it's been helpful. I will continue to do it until I see a reason not to do it. So we talked about the first three things. Number one, stay hydrated. Number two, don't sit around, stretch it out. Number three, ice, ice, baby. Number four is a foam roller, foam roller. I actually use a foam roller every single day because I know it helps with posture, helps for, with your back alignment, helps with lower back pain, helps with stretching, and especially helps after any sort of physical activity, including endurance races. For those of you that don't know what a foam roller is, foam, F-O-A-M, foam roller is, check it out online. You could probably watch a YouTube video. I know you can watch a YouTube video. I've done it and see what the different feedback is from a foam roller. What I can tell you is I've been using it. My family's been using it for probably five or six years now. We all love it. It's worked well as far as recovering from any physical activity or just stretching out uh, when you're sitting at home and don't have anything better to do. <laughs> um, it helps keep my muscles loose and it typically will decrease my soreness in the following days after any sort of physical activity. I highly suggest looking into investing one. I don't really have one that I would use specifically. You can kind of check them all out online and see what which one you like. I have not used the ones, just because I'm getting this question a lot, I have not used the ones with those like bumps on it, so I can't really speak to if I like it or not, but I have talked to people that have used it and have liked it, so up to you. I have the smooth foam roller. That I, that I use and it has worked really, really, really well. So highly suggest looking into that. And really it doesn't matter your fitness ability. I think almost anybody could benefit from using a foam roller. You just wanna read online about the different ways to do it so you make sure you're doing it the correct way. So be careful with that. But I do love using the foam roller every single day. The last one, the final number five, the fifth tip for recovering for listening to your body is a food actually. Turmeric, turmeric root. I'm almost positive it's a root. I actually take turmeric every single day and I take it with uh, in pill form. It has the black pepper in it which actually helps activate the turmeric in your body. All I can tell you is, you know, some people may say they believe in it, some people say they don't. 
since I've used it, which is going on about five or six years now, I've recovered very, very well. So I don't see it negatively affecting me and I will continue to use it. I don't often promote any sort of like supplement or product, but I would suggest maybe looking into it, ask your doctor about it, see what they think. Turmeric, it is a type of food. So for most people, I would think it'd be relatively safe. I really, really stand by it because I've done a lot of research on it. I will read you an article that came right off of Healthline about turmeric, the turmeric root. Turmeric contains curcumin, which is a substance with powerful anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. That right there is enough for me and why I use turmeric. It is a substance with powerful anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. Chronic inflammation contributes to many common Western diseases. Curcumin can suppress many molecules known to play major roles in inflammation. I'm reading that straight off of their website. I hope that's helpful because I do think it is a food that can really help speed up recovery from any level of fitness. And I do enjoy taking it every single day. Boom, 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 boom. There's your five ways to listen to your body and recover from anything that you may do as far as exercise go. Now, as you know, I finish every episode with a challenge. Challenge, challenge, challenge. Here it is. I leave you with this challenge. After your next workout, after the next workout, focus on one aspect of your recovery. Focus on one aspect. Maybe it's drinking eight to 10 extra ounces of water. Maybe it's 60 seconds of stretching. And yes, I said 60 seconds. I'm not suggesting you cannot stretch longer, feel free to, but adding in at least a little bit of stretching will probably help with your recovery. Maybe it's investing in a foam roller, if that's the way you wanna go. Just be aware that recovery is massively huge when you're trying to stay fit and stay healthy. Especially, I'm 36 years old, especially in your 30s, and if you're older than me, it clearly gets more and more important to focus on your recovery the older that you get. So every single year, I am looking for new, or not necessarily new ways, but different ways that I can try to recover to make sure I'm back to 100% after some of these crazy fitness activities that I love to do. The bottom line is, listen to your body. Listen to your body and give it the proper attention post-workout so you can recover much, much, much quicker and be back to 100%. That's my whole goal. I want you all playing at 100%, feeling good, feeling healthy, healthy, listening to your body, recovering quicker. Boom! I love you all. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you can get all the info and get the updates when I launch a new episode, which will be every Tuesday morning for the time being. Hopefully down the road we can add on, maybe releasing twice a week, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I'm out of here. Keep recovering. Keep feeling good. I love you all. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, 
I am watching you. <laughs> Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker. At Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks and I love you so much. Oh,